Hey, Jen Banks here. This is the podcast A is for Adversity, and I'm going to talk about being more intentional about our thoughts and our goals so we can make our lives happen instead of letting life happen to us. This is episode number 23, Vanity. The sponsor for this episode is my brother, Matt King. His work can be found on Facebook or Instagram using the hashtag King's Carving, and that's carving with a K. First of all, I wanted to define vanity. Vanity is just excessive pride. So I hope you think this episode is about you. (laughs) Not in a judgmental way, but in an introspective way where we can all reflect on how prideful we are. Myself included, for sure. The talk that comes to mind for this topic is by Dieter F. Uchtdorf that he gave back in 2014. This talk was based on the scripture passage in Matthew chapter 26, verses 21 and 22. And this was Jesus Christ talking to the apostles before the Passover. And the verses say, And as they did eat, he said, Verily I say unto you that one of you shall betray me. And they were exceeding sorrowful, and began every one of them to say unto him, Lord, is it I? So I invite you to consider that as you listen to this episode, and I will do that as well. We all have room for improvement. Obert C. Tanner said, Here lies a miser who lived for himself, and cared for nothing but gathering pelf. Now where he is, or how he fares, nobody knows, and nobody cares. This causes me to want to begin with the end in mind. The end being the end of my life. Seems like kind of a dark topic, but it's helpful to imagine what I picture people saying in my eulogy or at my funeral. What would I want on my headstone? For many of these podcast episodes, I've had a plan for where it's going to go, and I keep notes on my phone, and I have lots of plans of what I want to say. However, with this episode especially, I haven't had any thoughts come to mind. Of course, I was able to start with the quotes that I have for this section in my quote book, but that's as far as I got. When this happens, I start by doing a Google search. When I did that for this topic, I found a chart that compared pride and humility. The chart itself was black and white, and so that caused me to think of opposites, especially as I read through the different descriptions of pride and humility. I will go through five sets of opposites as they relate to pride and humility. First, out and in. Pride focuses outward on others' failures. Humility focuses in, inward. You realize where you fall short and know you have room to grow and improve. Next, down and up. Pride looks down on those who aren't as spiritual, committed, or as blank as they are. Humility looks up and leaves the judgment up to God. Loud and quiet. Those with pride are aggressive in their opinions and they believe they are always right. Those with humility are quiet and gentle. They seek to win people over, not arguments. Another important thing to note here is meekness is not weakness. It's not being overly submissive or just giving in to everything around you. It's believing that even if you are right, (laughs) you don't proclaim that to the world or stay set on your own opinion. Anyway, I digress. (laughs) Small and big are next. Those with pride look at the lives of others through a microscope, very judgmental. Those with humility 
look at the lives of others through a telescope. They look to find the good in others. And lastly, sour and sweet. Those with pride think everyone is privileged to have them around. Those with humility are sweet and they humbly learn from others. They are teachable. Many times the way pride and humility are defined, pride asks who is right and humility asks what is right. In a BYU speech, David Day said, pride is Satan's counterfeit for glory. This is sounding a bit like a talk in church, but I guess I've always heard of pride and humility in a religious context. A while ago, I was struggling to get along with some individuals that I worked with, and a scripture really helped me through that time. It's in 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 3, and it says, Talk no more so exceeding proudly. Let not arrogancy come out of your mouth, for the Lord is a God of knowledge, and by him actions are weighed. It gave me so much comfort because I knew that God would be able to understand the situation perfectly. He would be able to see who was in the wrong, all of us, I'm sure. But it gave me that peace of mind to let go of it and to leave it in God's hands and move on. We can't talk about pride and humility without talking about the pride cycle. <laughs> I remember countless Sunday school lessons seeing the cycle written on the board. So I'll give it to you orally, which isn't as great as a visual, but hopefully you've seen it before and can picture it. And this is still totally applicable in our day. We start out righteous and prosperous. And because of that, we think, oh yeah, we're doing great. This is all because of us. We don't need God. We're doing fine. And that leads to pride and wickedness. We give into temptation. We sin. It doesn't seem like a big deal. And this leads to destruction and suffering. We're not happy. We're miserable. Sin may seem fun at times for a while, but that is often short-lived. There is usually a bad aftertaste. And we find it's not a sustainable way to live. This leads us to humility and repentance. We want to change. We want to become better and be closer again to the Lord. And then the cycle repeats. We're righteous and prosperous. Then that leads to pride and wickedness. Then destruction and suffering, humility and repentance. And again, back to righteousness and prosperity. The cycle goes around and around. We all know we're human and this will happen. But it's important that we are aware of it so that we can gain that leverage again over it and seek to change that. And of course, it won't always happen on a big scale. This can be with small little mistakes, little times of prosperity and other times of adversity. So it's a good reminder. I love how thoughts lead to other thoughts. As we're researching, talking, thinking, out and about, one thought will lead to another. As I was researching this, I recalled something I've learned about prayer. This is in the Bible dictionary. The object of prayer is not to change the will of God, but to secure for ourselves and for others blessings that God is already willing to grant, but that are made conditional on our asking for them. So two things come to mind. First, that we're not trying to change the will of God through prayer. We want to align our will more fully with God when we pray, and we want to seek what he wants for us that he knows is best for us, but we can't see at the time because of pride or other things that get in the way. The other thing that comes to mind is that last part. They are made conditional on our asking for them. Sometimes pride also gets in the way of us asking for help, reaching out. God can make way more out of us than we can of ourselves. And the only thing getting in the way is asking oftentimes. 
So get down on your knees, pray, no matter how bad you feel you are or how stubborn you are, prayer changes things. Most often our will to God's will. One of my favorite quotes about pride is by William Sloan Coffin Jr., mouthful, and he says, there is no smaller package than a person who is totally wrapped up in himself. Back to our opposites, if we think about a small package and someone who's wrapped up in themselves, then a big package would be someone who's wrapped up in others or is aware of others. If we want to fill the world with those big packages, they must be filled with love. Love and humility go hand in hand. Your weekly wisdom is this, by John Wooden. Talent is God-given, be humble. Fame is man-given, be grateful. Conceit is self-given, be careful. Thank you all for listening again. I was humbled to learn that my podcast has now hit 500 downloads. Thank you to each and every one of you who listen or who are listening for the first time. Please rate this podcast or leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. And remember to share it with your family and friends. Until next week, bye.